0: Grey Fox games.
1: kept you waiting, huh? Hello, and welcome to Grey Fox Plays Games, the video games podcast, where a group of friends quality check. Video previews. Why give me a pop-up? Just after I press record. Sons of niches. I'm sorry, listeners. We have updated our software. And after I clicked record, it decided to tell me that it's added new features. Now, I work in product development. I am telling you that is a terrible user experience. Anyway, welcome to Gray Fox Plays Video Games, the video game podcast where a group of friends meet up on a podcast every now and again to talk about video games, what they love, what they hate, and that sweet, sweet, sweet fandom in between. I am your host, Adam Flint, at Adam Flint, at Twitter. And I am joined by my trophy man, a man who is one of the best trophy hunters in the world. He has amazing hair and he's he, he's he's very punctual. <laughs> Alex Hemming, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm a bit out it's of practice okay. on this hosting It's game. all right, it's
2: not a problem. I don't have much hair left, so we'll go with it. I'll take it. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? How are you doing?
1: I'm, I'm doing great. Apart from today is the greatest day in the history of British politics, but we're not here to talk about that. But we were talking off mic about how much the door of number 10 downing street has had its own dedicated Mm -hmm. channel and i feel like it now has a dedicated podcast to it because it's such a shiny door all hail okay. If the you door. had a door like that, Hemming, like all hailed a door, the inanimate carbon door. <laughs> uh, but someone who is not an inanimate carbon object is our other co uh, co-host, our man in the chair, our producer, Jonathan Moles. How are you? How's my it friend? going, buddy? It's good. I feel like it, every time I say this, it's like I'm writing an old Victorian letter. It's been thirty days since our last podcast. In that time, there has been the summer of games. There's been state of plays. There have been thirty-eight ministers. But to be fair, the last. One only happened in the last 24 hours or so since our last podcast. Because unfortunately, life happens. But you know what's better than life, as I always say? Video games. Let's talk about it. Gentlemen, asking me these questions free. What have you been watching, playing, or maybe reading? Let's start with Mr. Alex Hemming. Oh, where do I start? PS uh PS now stuff. Or sorry, mm-hmm. let me let me rephrase that ps plus stuff we're gonna have a whole section about how much we've been dipping our toes in that water i am so try to avoid the obstacle references stick stick broad 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 strokes strokes.
2: i have been playing a lot i went on a bit of a saint's row (laughs) kick lately so we'll go with that i went back and finished off saint's row four and then i'll I'll only briefly touch on it one game that's on ps plus saint's row three and i've gone back in and played a bit of that It's over the top. It's a big open world. It's absolutely stupid. And you're just whacking people around the head with a massive purple phallus. (laughs) What (laughs) more
1: do you want? Living the dream.
2: Living the dream. Absolutely. Fair enough. What what
1: have you been watching? I haven't been watching a lot.
2: You see, I'm not a big TV guy like you guys. I'm looking forward to Thor tomorrow, going to see that. Uh, But other than that, I've not been watching a whole lot.
1: Fair enough. Well then. Jonathan Moles, answer me, my friend. What you've been I playing? Agree. If not playing,
0: then what have you been watching? Oh, what well, have been playing? So I did reruns of Resi 2 and 3 with all their shiny polish. Oh, the next gen updates? What's your thoughts? Yeah, much better. Much better. And actually three was actually quite enjoyable. Um, maybe because I've you know played it before, I was able to run through, but visually, very nice. Um mm,
1: I've only I've only had to go so I've been doing two, I done two um when the next gen upgrade come in. I do think they've enhanced the AI. Um, I do think, like the uh, maybe they've or maybe they've taken the AI enhancements they done in free and put it into. But I do feel that's a that's a bit better. The sound, oh my god, is the sound better on yeah, 3 as it
0: is on two. So, I'll be honest with you, mate. I played it on the easy mode. I just wanted to play through it. Um, but yeah, visually, that's enough, um, no shame in it. Um, um, yeah, so much nicer and smoother as well. A little bit juddery every now and then, but let's forgive it because it was a PS4 game. So you know. Um and that's about it really. I haven't really been playing much else. I have yet to dip my toes into the plus and the extras and the premiums and all that stuff, but it's it's coming now. My like slate is clear um yeah and what i've been watching stranger things but i have yet to finish the final episode because it's two and a half hours long <laughs> I'm, seriously
1: i'm so sorry seriously. i i posted. all right so full disclosure we had, we had a whatsapp group with some friends and i posted in saying have we watched stranger things yet and a couple of people said yes i said right for the people who haven't, sorry. And for the people who go, don't spoil it. I think, I think about watching that show. I'm sorry, you son of a bitch. You've had five years. You are out of the fucking conversation now. So I just started complete spoilerific chats, posting up pictures of Eddie. People know what I mean by that. Saying how it's the greatest thing in the history of mankind. And then all of a sudden, there was about three responses of different people going, got to mute this chat now.
0: <laughs> There's nothing I hadn't read anyway. I'll, I'll get to it
1: eventually. Yeah, to be fair, Twitter ruins everything, to be fair um and that, that could be said not just about films but society uh, and tv shows um so i although our man michael Carden edwards who has covid at the moment hope you're feeling well my friend and hopefully this podcast is part of your remedies of getting better um but i'm going to talk a little bit about, about it now because he has been saying for weeks play Olden ring flint play yeah. Elden ring i have dipped yes. my toe um you know a hot take guys ladies and gentlemen my name's adam flint i'm 37 years young and i'm going to tell you something you have not heard before Elden Ring is a Game of the Year oh, contender. Hot take. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know, right? Yeah, Here's something that you may not have heard before. It's like a Souls it's game.
2: Kind, it's kind, <laughs> it is. It's funny you should say that.
1: <laughs> I know, I know, right? This is why you come to this podcast, this kind of insights, though. No, in all seriousness, though, this game, there's something so beautiful and elegant whilst at the same time being a complete snake eating its own tail. It's a greatest hits of Souls games whilst at the same time carving out something completely new. It's a rehash of some of the tropes of the best open-world games we've ever seen, whether it's uh, Breath of the Wild or whether it's about... other like almost like um oh, what's it called witcher in terms of uh of of mpc enrichment and all that sort of stuff yet it's something completely in its own breath uh it's it we used to applaud its simplicity yet it now has points of interest it now has a map where you can point markers on yet somehow it is still completely barren whilst at the same time being the most contextualized thing you'll ever see and it is the biggest map I have ever oh. seen in my entire life. Can I just say, life. I have
2: loved this. Your reactions in the WhatsApp chat as you're playing through it is exactly what like I went through when I was playing it. You get to an area and you're like, oh, wow, this place is huge. You explore. You're like, this is monstrous. Ten hours later, you find your way past the boss. You go to another area, you touch a bonfire, and then, oh, wait, wait, what, 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 what? The map's just expanded threefold. And that happens at least 3 or 4 times as you play through the game it's mad
1: but it happens beyond the point when you think it won't yeah. happen anymore <laughs> so like i'm i'm probably about level 40 something um maybe maybe more closer to 50 i can't remember now i don't know if numbers matter yeah. anymore in this kind of game um but I've probably sank about, I don't know, 15 hours or so. Enough time for you to think, you know what, I think I know my way around now. I think I can do this kind of stuff. And then you go, oh, okay. If I look at, oh, now I go on, a, I go on the internet and go, uh, oh, how many, where, where's the good dungeons and good bosses and i line all that up. Oh, yes, yeah, so I see. And then go, oh i've literally done about three percent of this game and there's so much more to be unfolded here i will say it is the most accessible again hot take it's the most accessible from software game purely because those sites of grace which used to be bonfires or whatever you want to call them other games they're so close to each other but i won't go into it too much more because i know mikey's going to want to absolutely lax to and we'll talk about lots uh, next time but i do have this one question which i'm kind of asking every Elden rings player i've even sent this over to the ign guys to talk about in their spoiler cast what number of runes do you not get out of bed for (laughs) so what i mean by that is that when you you collect runes which is like your experience which you can use to enhance yourself obviously if you know from from soft game you know that's how that, that sort of thing is when you die you lose them and you have the ability to go back and get them however if you die on route then you lose them forever and it took me a long, long time to figure that out with Bloodborne. Again, I'm not very good at reading tutorial screens, so I, I spend a lot of time just getting that out. Out. done. Exactly, figure same it bit. out, man. Just figure it out. It's just it's fine. Um, but what no, what's what number does that runes have to be for you to go right? I better go. I, I'm not going to bother going back and getting those. So what What mm. when, it, when it's like a for me? It has anything more than 600. I'm going back for it, even though like it's a hellen it, Helen job. It, it, it
2: depends on where you are in the game. Cause obviously the the further in you get, the, the stronger enemies, the more runes they drop. So for me, probably now we're talking like five thousand, five 000 to ten thousand. I'd just be like, now nah, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah.
1: yeah, but I I keep thinking that so there's one area in the game which I keep go uh grinding hmm. in and you get a thousand runes every time you kill one of these guys. I can't help but think now, it's a I could just pop there and kill three people and that'll get it back yeah, to be fair. Exactly. In fact, in fact, it's quicker for me to go do that than it is to try and weasel my way through that. There's that a couple thing.
2: of areas later where if you really did want to grind, you can get a lot in a short period of time. So don't worry about it for now, yeah.
1: The, rune, the runes per hour exactly. Is good. Exactly, it's there. good RPH.
2: Exactly. But for now, just keep keep going. Keep going. I'm enjoying it.
1: Yeah, uh, one, so uh, again, I'm, I'm not going to spend too much time on <laughs> it because it's, it'll become an Elder Rigs podcast. Go. But one of the things which I really... Uh, this is my personality trait when I play video games I don't like running away from stuff I like walking through and having a fight, and then I think, oh, I actually want to clear that village. I actually want to clear that castle. I want to clear that Mm -hmm. thing. That guy over there looks like a bastard. I'm going to take him down. Where this game, you have to fight against that and just go, no, just go past them. Run away from them. Uh, Because the game doesn't want you to have every fight to get to where you're going. Because if you did, you'd never get there because it's so hard. Like Even at the higher levels, even when you're pretty OP'd, even still, the smallest thing can still kill you if you if you if you don't have your wits about you. So you do have to ignore it and just go right. I'm going to beeline past there. I'll touch that side of grace so I'll always come back there. Now when I die, and you keep keep going through that. That categorically grinds against the way I play video games. So for me, that's that's why it took me so long to play Bloodborne because I was like, I would literally memorize the route and I would kill every motherfucker as I'm going that's through impressive. it. So. It's not because I still haven't completed that like, goddamn no game. Um, but then it was. This is the first Souls game that I've actually learned again, cause I skipped tutorials. I think ah, t- shut up, nerd! I'll figure it out. Um, of where you can summon strangers to come and help you, and I was just like, this is this is it's kind no, of cheating but i quite love it
2: games don't let people fool you they are all i know games. i know again grind yeah.
1: against because I, like, I have to complete this i have to do this it's a video game the point is completing the thing you complete the thing you get stronger to go complete more things and then i go get more coins <laughs> so now I, I always this is my thing i'll go take on a boss i'll see if i can do it if i can do it on my own happy days second time round though i'll go all right get the bell out and then i'll be like smithers <laughs> Go attack him for me. (laughs) Anyway, um, I I, I will stop talking before it becomes uh, the Elden Ring cast. I've got to say, it's a fantastic game. Absolutely loving it. Yes, there's some PlayStation Plus stuff as well, which we'll talk a little bit about later on. In terms of watching, hot damn. What a good time to be alive in the, in the medium of pop. So, uh, Obi-Wan, Kenobi, fantastic TV show. I loved it. Yes, it's got some, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's new Star Wars-y sort of stuff in terms of, like, it's got some things I like, but you know what, fuck it. We've got Darth Vader kicking the shit out of stuff with Obi-Wan. I'm happy. Um, we've got The Boys. Ah, Chef's Kiss. Uh, just, just ah, if I say the word termite to you and you're shuddering right now, you've been watching it as well. Um, also, Stranger Things, you know, buzz through that finale. Hot damn... Why have you made them so long? Like you know that film Lord of, you know Lord of the Rings Return of the King?
0: Well the four hour like, that version. Movie.
1: Well it does i d I don't know now. I think I still I think there's a version still playing right now, that's how long the bloody film is, right? When the film ends and you think, ah, okay, they've done their thing. Awesome, okay, right, we're gonna do a roundup thing, I'm gonna take us home. All right, cool. Ten minutes maybe? Forty-five minutes later, we're still watching the prologue of like how this film is ending, and um, I'm just yeah, the finale of Stranger Things is kind of like that. That you get the, the conclusion, you go, oh, all right, cool, yeah, I expect like maybe a post-stinger or something, something to get the audience to come back for next time and really enjoy the show and all that sort of stuff. No, it's about half hour, and at this point, I'm just like, I just I just want it to end. Like I love it, I love you, but I want can this to I, end. Can I just
2: check you you weren't joking when you said it was two and a half hours long. I thought you were like
1: no, the finale the finale of Stranger Things this season is two and a half were hours. Long.
0: No. That's ridiculous. Hence no. the reason why I'm still I'm only halfway. Wow. It's like, I was like I'm It's look, it's great.
1: I'm not knocking it. Duffer brothers. Awesome stuff, guys. Home run again. But like you could like, I'd rather you have done an a, like a 12 episode thing where it's one hour each rather than six when, two hour.
0: Things. When did TV shows stop being like an hour or 30 minutes? It was just, oh, it's still great, it is great, but just make the seasons longer.
1: Miles, when we were growing up, we would get maybe one cool thing a year and it would be a 90-minute film, okay? This is a fire hose for nerds right now. Let's be happy we're alive, where we're having arguments going, oh, man, we're like 28 movies in on the MCU. They're not that good anymore. Like, I don't care. I want this orgasm to go forever and ever and ever. I'm so happy with all this stuff coming in. I've, I, I'm, I've, I've, this is, I'm proud of this, mate, this stat, okay? Marvel... MCU stuff, whether that's TV shows or movies, I have watched everything opening night. Whether it's been the night, the night that streamed, or the first night it's been in cinemas, or maybe even the old press screening back in the glory days, I, I, I have done that, and I have never been happier. Even though yes, Eternal sucks, but anyway, um, that is what I have been watching and playing, gentlemen. I think it's safe to say the fox is in. Um, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> there's only one place to start. Let's start of it. Uh, We've been shouting at the internet. We've been going, "No God of War news!" Every time there's a state of play, where's the God of Warners? When and you know you'll never guess what? There's job posts all the time for job co- for video game companies because you'll never guess what video game companies are doing. They're making video games, and that is what's led to more hypotheses over what they might be doing. We've got a war. Oh, Santa Monica, I ain't said anything yet to the point where even maybe your host has said that game ain't coming out, son. <laughs> um, so there was rumours over the last week that Sony was going to drop a state of play. Heavy rumours. Uh, when I say heavy rumours, you know, people like Forbes are writing articles saying, oh, they've got to because of the share price. No, no, no. And uh, also, a lot of magazines were saying, I ain't been invited to anything yet. You know, come on, Santa Monica, where's our little come in and have a look placey sort of thing? Now, yeah. Hemming. Answer me this question. Did they do a state of play to announce this? Like when uh, games come no, out? no, they didn't, no. Did they I mean this I mean we've got when you've got a world where Square Unix is going, we're gonna do a whole Final Fantasy live yeah, celebration, yeah. we're gonna spend two hours talking about it. When you've got Capcom doing Capcom celebration, you've got fucking Ubisoft spending all of the summer every other week doing a live stream to talk about Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. What is Santa Monica doing to announce probably one of the most anticipated games probably of the last well, five years? What are they, doing?
2: they They've decided in a, in a bold move, they just post a tweet at 2pm on a Wednesday.
1: <laughs> that's, that's,
2: that's what they did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I know right now that the folks at IGN and GameSpot are frothing at their mouth, seething with brilliant. rage of hoping to get some form of exclusivity of this. And it's just a... Now, I'd love to think that this is actually an intern that is absolutely royally <laughs> fucked up. That would be
0: hilarious. Would they've, be got gr- new, <laughs> they've got a new social media SEO or something and they've just put it out. Yeah,
1: it's like, oh, just- oh, that image. I was supposed to tweet that tomorrow after the surprise <laughs> stream, weren't I? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking tweet next. It's,
2: uh, <laughs> it's, it's a hell of a move. It's such a power play. They knew that it doesn't matter how they announce it. It'll get everybody talking about it immediately. They don't need to do anything fancy.
1: Nah, nah. Even Boris Johnson's like, oh, thank, <laughs> hey, thank you, Santa Monica. You you took a pressure of me for an hour or so. Um, but um, oh my days. So we have a date, it's the 9th of November. Uh, remember, remember, which is actually my wife and my daughter's birthday. Hey, what a day! Which is gonna be really bad for them because I'm just gonna be sitting there playing God of What. No, nah, no, nah, of course not. I'll let them go to bed first. Um but uh, gentlemen, are we hyped? Does this no gameplay reveals They, still,
2: they by the way. revealed a small amount. There's a very short trailer that's just it, yeah. after the announcement.
1: Was it? Did it actually splice into a video of no, Rugas? No, no, no. <laughs>
2: it's just a very short glimpse of what we can expect, and it, it looks like more God of War, which I am all down for. Uh, but Moles, I know that you are super excited about this game.
0: Yeah, this you you generally yeah, loved. I, the I previous clicked one. very much with the God of War. Boy. Yeah, boy. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm hyped. I just hope they don't fuck it up. If, they, if it's oh, going they to be... Can't. Like, it, they can't fuck it up. Bitch. If it's on par, I'm happy with that. But let's hope it's going to be better. And that, that's that's where I'm yeah. putting it at the minute. I trust yeah, them. I'm hyped. So they, I trust them. Go. I
1: mean, it's a different game director this time, isn't it? But they've got the previous game director proper backing them. They've hired some really good writers. Um, so let's... Let's see where they go with this, man. But you're right, um, I don't. Think, I think it's not too big to fail, but I think it's too good to not be good, if that makes sense, of the pedigree behind it and everything else. One thing I will say is that there's this kind of stink amongst uh, social media in video game circles with God of War, which is either you are 100% hyped like moles, or for some reason you're going, it just looks like DLC for, game, for the previous game. And it's like, isn't every sequel you could say that? and the sort of people that are saying that look look no 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 stones to be thrown here but when you're sitting there going oh, one of the greatest games in history is the master chief collection it's like <laughs> that's the same game just remade like it's it's like it's story it's continuation i am disappointed though that they are hamstringing it by letting it be a ps4 slash ps5 game sorry i'm gonna thing. say it I like agree. it's gonna be that is a thing um so I think the main reason why God of War was so good, of course was the story, of course it was the narrative, of course it was the way that we felt the emotions. I didn't click with that game, but I still can see it's a beautiful game. From the way he touches that tree, from the interactivity he has of his son, to the gameplay, how it was revolutionized from a story about a guy who was just a god and fucked loads of people. Right? They changed that and made that something really meaningful. What a jump. What a what a jump. We're not gonna have that sort of jump this time around. No. It's literally a continuation of the story and that's not a bad thing we also have had a bit of saturation when it comes to to Norse mythology haven't we we've had the Assassin's Creed game we had obviously the previous God of War game we have had pop culture take influence from this whether that's Marvel the MCU the four movies or whether that's about the TV show Vikings which was on Amazon for all that time then Netflix bought it We've had a lot of Norse mythology, specifically the events of Ragnarok, right? And this game is is kind of based on that. So maybe we're a little bit down on that. But that being said, I still think that even with the same ingredients, you can still make another exquisite dish. And this is this is looking dish. Oh, yeah, this
2: is going to be yeah. this is going to be great. I trust the guys at Santa Monica. I've loved all the God of War's; they've all been fun. I mean, uh, oh god, I've forgotten the name of it now. The one that was like the last PS3 game that wasn't all that. that's the one the one that had the weird multiplayer in it that was kind of odd yeah but i have really enjoyed them and like you say the way that it matured shall we say even though it's still a bit a bit on the edge but it matured into a bit more of a story of father and son and how that all works and just their journey i i can't wait to finish it off it left such a thread of where it could go and i i just can't wait to see how they tell that story
1: uh, absolutely. And uh and, and we've got four in it as well, right? gonna be kinda cool. See that, that, that. Thor.
2: Yes. Give me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the four we could all aspire exactly. to be. I don't um, know who
2: the voice actor is, but I heard his voice recently and I was like, Yeah, yeah, I love this. I am yeah. down with this. I mean,
1: he's he's there's gonna be some form of joke of saying what you're expecting a rip's oh, guy yeah, or yeah. something, right? <laughs> yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be great. Long, long how and as long as as long as you don't kill the God of War, right? You do not kill Kratos in this because if you do, I riot. I mean, he's died about four or five times already. He literally yeah, his be, way out so he'll, be, he'll be back again. Yeah, it's yeah, a good point. That's a good point. All right all right, all right, all right, all right, Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. You got me there. You got me there. You can have this one. Um But uh, moving on to another game item of news. So uh, Ben's Studio, the guys that done days gone, uh, they are never getting that sequel. Um Let's just be let's be fair. There's been lots of interviews recently. Uh, so look, we. Although we always hold a candle for that game, and we are saying that that version on the PS5, because the PS5 upgrade is actually the game we wanted to make, but we're a little bit hamstrung by the technology, yada, yada, yada. Um, they are moving on to other projects, specifically internally within uh, within, in, within Sony Studios. It has been highly hypothesized that most of them are working with Naughty Dog on the multiplayer version of The Last of Us. Um, that being said, the studio chief of Ben studio uh, did resign about a year ago, and he has started his new game, Studio, and was done the first press release. There are three elements of this press release, Hemming, and I want to see your reaction. I'm just like Vince McMahon when new bits of news coming in. Okay, so we're forming a brand new studio. Mm. Mm. We are going to be making a triple A game. Mm. It's 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 gonna be um, it's gonna be MMO, yeah. <laughs> and it's gonna be made in web free technology, and we're going to utilise NFTs.
2: Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: essentially essentially what's happened like like okay okay like if you're a web free guy like good for you you be
2: yeah enjoy your monkeys
1: there's a little bit of there's a there's a bit of cultism there and i'm sure there is a world where like the internet is better as a result of the work you're doing maybe you're ahead of your time but I am not going to play a video game with microtransactions in a massive open world where I have to use blockchain currencies to engage with this. And also, I don't want to feed the people like uh, like bloody. I was about to call him Elton John, Elon Musk. I don't know where I got Elton John Leave from. Hey, imagine Elton John. It's a little bit funny. This NFT inside, right? Right? <laughs> if, if if people like Elon Musk is trying to like jam it down my throat, like.
0: No, that's do, do, not. do the opposite, so yeah, yeah, exactly. 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 So, the, our only hope, is, you be you. Our only hope is, is that they create this game and the game is an NFT and there's one copy of it. <laughs> that
2: would be a hell yeah. of that's that's a marketing tactic, right there. Yeah,
1: actually, I've got a great shot, boys. Thank you, listener, for purchasing this NFT. This was made exclusively for you. Do not share this or show this with anyone because if they see it, they'll get so jealous. It's just between us, just between us. All right, yeah. Carry on, most... I've lost my train of thought.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The game is an NFT. So yeah, you make this studio and yeah, just have one version of it because nobody gives a shit apart from that one fanboy. Didn't
1: Wu-Tang Clan do that with an album oh, once? Probably. Like, So Wu-Tang Clan recorded an entire album and auctioned it off. This was before like, this was like 10 years ago, right? And like one wealthy Chinese billionaire bought the album. He basically bought it for the amount they would have made from a studio if it was a studio album and was released off of that. So this one guy's like got, see that? Yeah, that's my own Wu-Tang album. Good for him. You know, you, play you know it. what? I, I kind of there's something kind of nice about yeah, that. Yeah, um, yeah. That's not gross. That's not gross. That's kind of funny. And it's just like maybe one day they'll perform it live and they'll sue them So like, you took my song. <laughs> 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 oh, anyway, gentlemen, look, uh, we we mentioned it briefly before that it was the summer of gaming um, over the last few weeks, and I don't want to go back and cover old ground because chances are you even know about it and listen to it on your on other pods or or you're, you're bored to death with it. But I just want to hear your thoughts over two things one did jeff keighley deliver the summer of gaming which could be the killer of you know, your e3s and it's like that or is it a bit meh still what's your thoughts it
2: they didn't really have many new games to announce and in fairness they did try to lower expectations going into it they did say look don't we we haven't got a lot here guys we're not going to have god of war we're not going to have any major new releases for you that you're going to get super hyped about but we're gonna have a few little little sprinkles in there, like.
1: Yeah, but it's not like it's not a it's, summer of games fest, it, is it? Not, it's not.
2: There were some nice things shown. I mean, but the the big one on Jeff Keighley's bonanza was The Last of Us, which leaked the day before, so that was good. Yeah, but even that was a
1: bit of a bit and of a,
2: everybody knew squid, that was coming. It? The Last of Us Part One, yeah. the remake of the first Last of Us, it'd been talked about for about like a year.
1: I really hope that this game came about because a QA engineer just went you know it's quite funny what if you just take the same game and put the old assets in you got a whole new game it looks quite good does it work yeah it passes QA yeah <laughs> <that> it. <laughs> I'd like to think that's the amount of effort that's gone into this I'd like to think they're focusing on better projects whether that's a wherever the last of us is going next or uncharted or the next big thing um rather than just kind of taking the gta model and putting it into the, they, the last of us this is an
2: they they're making that uh, the last of us multiplayer instead of just being a multiplayer mode for last of us 2 is now going to be its own separate massive game apparently that'll be as big as last of us part 2 We'll I'm see. sure
1: the world was wasted with baited be, breath.
2: Last but. of Us multiplayer is underrated. It was really, really, really good until the DLC weapons came out and completely broke the balance thing. Destroyed the game completely. Oh. But it was a lot of fun, that multiplayer, when it first came out.
1: Fair enough. A game that basically emotionally abuses yeah. you for, for 10 hours. I, I find hard to see joy in a multiplayer version of that, but <laughs> you know, I do, I echo your comments of I've heard really, really good things about it. And actually a lot of people were a little bit jazzed. I just think of all the things they could be doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's probably not the best combination of those ingredients for that sauce, but hey, again, you do you. There was another... There was. Let's, let's talk about Starfield for a second, um, mm. or, or No Man's Starfield, as I like to say. Hey, see what I've done there? That's journalism no there, man's people. No Skyrim um,
0: is, is a bad... No,
1: no, the No Man's Skyrim. <laughs> the No Man's Rim. Um, so looking... When I watch that video, okay, I have to say that if I go with my reactions to the first half of that video then my reaction to the second half of that video poor editing right i want to see exploratory i want to go see this universe that's so enriched and amazing and all these different npcs and you can build your own ship that's the stuff that gets me out of bed that's the stuff that's going to tickle my fancies that's the stuff that's going to get my wallet out and go hey give me some of that xbox what's not going to make me do that is watching a really janky shooter which is they decided to spend a good 10 minutes on Look at these guns! Look at it's like we we got that. Show me what we've never seen before in a way our minds imagine it. And they, I think they they could have they could have smashed it out of the park. And I just don't think I did because of how poorly together that that show was put for that.
0: I'll, Sports, I'll, I'll, I'll sum it up from the trailer from what we've seen. I'll sum it up in one word: generic.
2: Mm. It's disappointing. Yeah, I, I my word would be disappointing because the shooting mechanics in Bethesda games. Made by Bethesda. I'm not talking about ID here. We're not talking about Doom. They are fantastic, but actual like yeah. Fallout games, the shooting is not good, and in this game, it didn't look good. It still looked really janky, mm-hmm. and it it almost felt like they just reskinned Fallout Four with some space. The spaceship building looked cool. I like that. Yeah, but the actual game itself didn't.
1: And I know this is is a big thing for me. I don't know why it's a big thing for me. I know for everyone else says, "Oh, shut your face, Adam." It's not a big thing at all. But in the world of next gen with instant loading, I was expecting this game to be infinite travel. So the idea of you just get in your spaceship and you fly away, and then you do some stuff in space, and you go land on another planet, like you do in No Man's Sky. That's one of the things I'll always commend No Man's Sky for is that seamless experience on planet exploration to space exploration back to... I, I appreciate it's completely different in terms... You know, we're, we're comparing two different things here. But I was expecting that as a given in Starfield. And when I they, they like the producers came out and said, no, there is like a... You have a planet version of this game and then you are in space. There's no interchanging. it's no seamless transition between the two. I was like, aww. That again makes me not really think this is going to be that much different. Although they did say thousands of worlds, like they did say, that like worries me. Though
2: that worries me because the whole the whole selling point, at least for me anyway, of these Bethesda games is the intricacy of their worlds and that things are placed there for a reason. And you go there and there's something really cool, and then it leads you down another path. If they've got thousands yeah. of planets, they're just going to be stuff you know I, I don't think they're going to be able yeah. to give that story experience that I want from those games
1: yeah I think we all had an idea and it's one of those things where like you have that idea it's, I always like this so you know the end of the Matrix movie the first Matrix movie the only Matrix movie when movie, sorry. Neo yeah, yeah. the only Matrix movie absolutely right when Neo flies away it's, only, it's like five seconds of that of him just flying away and that's the end of the film And you think in your head, the possibilities he can do is the one.
2: If only they'd made sequels. Endless,
1: right? And and, yeah. And (laughs) and if hypothetically (laughs) they did make sequels and if hypothetically what we got actually was nothing about what you were Mm. thinking about in the ways you wanted to think about it, you'd be quite disappointed with what you got hypothetically. That's kind of what's happened here with Starfield. The pedigree of the team making it, the aspirations that they've had and been talking about for a long time, we all had different ideas in our head. And the thing we actually got... It's not though, and that might make you think that actually I'm disappointed. So you're kind of going in with disappointment already. And again, you know, I, I, I jokingly poke fun in a you know with a bit of a smile and a wink on my face because I, I got a bit of love for Xbox. The Rock was the first man to play at Xbox. You remember they done the? Did you see it, you put the, the photo the Rock up the other was the
2: day? First, I did not know this.
1: So when the first Xbox was released and Bill Gates was on a stage going, we're going to do the Xbox. And like the first prototype of the Xbox was unveiled on stage where it was literally like a metal X. Um, They got a spokesman. And the spokesman was none other than Dwayne Johnson, who was like obviously come in and at this point. He was like at his peak WWE days, and he had like a hilarious jacket on. Held the controller and just done the eyebrow, okay. and it was just like oh, amazing. Anyway, I think it's like twenty years since that moment, so the rock celebrated it in traditional rock fashion of like doing an Instagram post, holding up that picture, and then drinking I was tequila. Say, tequila and pancakes—that's kind of his thing. And and also he's pushing an energy drink at the moment, Zone oh, or something. So he's that. like yeah so yeah, yeah he's he's I mean fair play to him, that man is a marketing genius like he can he can he can push it so so fair play to him anyway, back to my point of I know I point fun at, at Xbox, but it comes from a place of love of if we keep saying, what are your big exclusives that's actually gonna make me pull my wallet out everyone kept saying, well it's gonna be starfield it's it's gonna be it it's just like crusty smoking. what the hell was that <laughs> that was basically my reaction to it but um but hopefully you know hopefully. Maybe of engagement. Who knows? It could be a massive. It, it didn't
2: make me want to buy an Xbox, but they did another summer gaming thing they announced was that apparently there's like this Samsung gaming where you can get Microsoft Store on your Samsung TV soon. I have a Samsung TV, so maybe I'll play it on that. We'll, we'll see.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I do think the move of going as multi-platform as possible with Steam Deck as well, because they announced you can play your your PC on Gold or Gold on PC, whatever that thing is. Your Steam, game, your Steam, Game gold. Pass Gold PC version, you can access, <laughs> you can access it anyway on your on your Steam Deck. And I am very jealous of anyone with a Steam Deck. Um, but it's quite interesting though, and maybe this is a topic for the wheel. And guess what, Miles? We got the wheel back tonight. Um, <laughs> Has the pandemic ruined handheld playing? That's not. That's just a general question because I, I was thinking about my Switch and how dusty it's been getting. And I think I used to play that thing all the time. I love that little guy. But because I'm not commuting that much, I'm not traveling outside of my house as much as I used to, I'm not actually playing it that much, which means I'm not putting the fucker on charge. So when I do go to get it out on the train, I go, no, oh, my battery's dead. Um, and maybe the Steam Deck, although I think it's sold okay, I think maybe the fact that we're not as traveling as we used to be, us, us gamers, that maybe it's not as, the market isn't as big as it once was. Do you agree, disagree?
0: What's your thoughts? Mm, interesting. I get where you're coming from. Also, there is a lot of people that play switches docked into the teddies. Dockers. dockers. <laughs> there's a lot of dockers out there. There's also a lot of people that docking you know, away. Like, there's also a lot of people that just, you know, chill out on their sofa. That like, you know, the Switch may be the only games console they've got. So I get yeah, where you're coming that's from. True. And yeah, it would be hard to kinda of it feels like the
1: knee that the the, the, mm. the use cases are not as mm. high as they used to be. Um but that being said, while we're talking about free game services before we go into the PlayStation Plus stuff, uh for Playstation Plus bronze membership, basic, basic membership, membership free- yeah basic but the bb yeah. basic bitch membership um they have announced that crash bandicoot 4 will be available it's about time um on as a oh, okay, it's about time it's about time it's going to be free ha <laughs> um, so that's going to be available from the 5th of July so an activision game so a microsoft title technically is going to be available for free on your playstation membership oh what a time to be alive of all these different studios being acquired from each other who's sleeping with who who cares um but that i mean i'll be honest i'm so stoked about this because the the insane the insane trilogy for me chef's kiss beautiful it's a rite of passage to complete that trilogy i love it my friend i'll see you in 21 years time (laughs) um They've done a sequel to that, and it's, it's great. It's, using, it's not the Vicarious Vision guys, am I right in thinking? They gave it to another studio yeah, to work yeah. on, but even still, it's using the same engine and all that sort of stuff, and it passed me by. So I, we're getting a AAA game, in my opinion, with a AAA character of some AAA gameplay for free as part of your membership. Uh, boys, what do you think about this? Hemming, did I you did, ever play it? yeah.
2: I was really excited for it. It is, it is very good. It is more Crash Bandicoot goodness, which is all you want, really. The polar bear levels are really difficult. I'll just put that out there. They are tough. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun to play through and very funny. The writing in it was really good.
1: I don't care about the writing that much. Unless they got like a Rick and Morty kind of guy doing it, then 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 <laughs> maybe. But but the soundtrack on the original and they revamped it for the Insane Trilogy, still wild hog. I need I need more of that. Moles, are you are, how happy are you for Crash Ball? Yeah. I kind of control.
0: Yeah, I remember a couple of First, PlayStation, the PS1, wasn't even known as PS1, it was just called PlayStation.
1: Yeah, because they exactly. gonna have a sequel, right? so you don't have films right. that come out and just go, Episode yeah. 1. You didn't get Silence of the Lambs, Chapter yeah. 1.
0: It was just Silence of exactly. the fucking Lambs. So it was just PlayStation, Crash Bandicoot was, I think, the second or third game we had. And it was, yeah, it was just, this is awesome. It's like at the time, it was like, this is like Mario, but you can go in all directions. It's all 3D. This is this is like revolutionary. And yeah, we, we burnt a lot of hours and we had a lot of arguments over whose gut was. It was, but it was yeah, it. great. And then Love two, well, three, fantastic. They you remastered know, them. That,
2: they all came helpful. out one year after another. Just the original three yeah. came out sequentially in a year. That is madness. Yep.
1: Yeah. Chris, uh, crash bandicoot was the nick cage of video games just consistently pumping out hit after hit and if you say otherwise i tell you to go watch national yeah. treasure and the rock and tell hit me otherwise. After hit
2: after hit and then crash of the titans happened and then yeah we yeah
1: yeah it's basically like nick cage yeah. and then he got revived it got revived, <laughs> just like Nick Cage, and I won't hear anything otherwise. Um, so, all right, we've we've talked around it long enough. Um, since we last been on the pod, PlayStation Now. I keep saying PlayStation Now, don't I? Uh, PlayStation what, Plus, what, what, what PlayStation was? Now together. Where once was what? Watch, oh God, I can't even say. It. I promise, I've not even been <laughs> drinking. Although Boris Johnson, if people, if, you can, if Boris Johnson. Loses his job tonight. I am getting exceedingly drunk, so I need you to be on on Boris watch, okay? Because there is some champagne in the fridge. Oh, I'm just on door watch. Right I'm now. too busy enjoying the door.
0: <laughs> Any moment now, the door's gonna open.
1: Oh, look at that door! That is a, oh, a- top ten doors. No, they just let the what?
2: cat out. Oh, lovely.
1: what oh, we like to oh, see. Oh, I, hope they, I, hope they, I hope they clean the door again, you know, just in case dust gets on it. Um, anyway, um, let's get back to it. PlayStation, PlayStation mm. Plus. Uh, the catalogue's here. We had a chance to play it. And there's two things I'd like to suggest to this podcast. I'm going to claim them as my own ideas, but it was actually Mikey's, but he's not here. <laughs> Is that um, I want us to talk about unknown gems you have found on this back catalogue and what you've been playing to find that. Um, so... We'll, we'll do a bit of a round robin it might be me and hemming so i don't know if if i had too much chance to dive in on this um but i want to talk about games that you've enjoyed on it games that you've discovered on that and then a recommendation of a little known gem mm. sell it to me hemming
2: okay okay so i obviously the first thing i did when i got it was i jumped into the ps1 catalog because i was like i need to play ape escape again that was that was my thing uh... <laughs> I needed to get back into it. Oh, man. Just random thing going completely off topic. Metal Gear Solid 3, the Ape Escape mini game that was on the PS2 version. Just magnificent. Bring that. Oh, anyway. Yes, I dived into uh, a lot of the PS1 games. So played Ape Escape, uh, Intelligent Cube, which never heard of that before.
1: That sounds like a pretty smart <laughs> yeah. box.
2: It's a, that's a weird-ass game with very epic music um but a hidden a hidden gem one that i had vaguely heard about i think at one of these state of plays or something a year or two years ago it's called the artful escape and it's basically a game where you walk sideways and play a guitar solo and that's kind of it but it's
1: It's really really good. made it sound like it's the fight scene in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, where Doctor Strange is having a music fight.
2: Kind of, except for there's no, well, there's kind of a fight, but you're you're just playing Simon. You know, Simon Says, where you have to hit the colours at the right time and match it up. Oh, basically that, yeah. But then the rest of the game is just you walking left and right, playing a really cool guitar solo as you go through some trippy, weird
1: alien worlds. I miss that in modern video games. Now, I'm sure people who are actual gamers will go, there's so many indie titles out there. won't talk about indie titles. All right, pal. This is, what,
2: this is an indie Sorry. one. We're talking about it. I
1: was yeah. an indie one. Oh,
2: nice, nice. Oh, all
1: right, cool. Um, I don't know about you, but I think PlayStation Plus has the same problem that Netflix, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, any streaming service would have, which is... There is too much choice. Apparently, they've already got to the seven hundred number of things you can download and stream yeah, and play across the entire I premium catalog. Um, so, when I first logged in, I was so overwhelmed because I was just like, "I don't know what to do." Oh, I'm just going to play the 2008 movie tie into the film Bolt, <laughs> I... and it was terrible. <laughs> but the fact that you've got this available to you is is nothing short. I
2: need to know. I need to and... know why. <laughs>
1: because uh, my kids was oh, my kid was with me, and she went, "Daddy, that one." And I was just like, <laughs> "All right." I want them to get into video yeah. games. It was, it was terrible, but um, but it was it was it was so overwhelming. But I, the first thing I done was obviously I, you know, There's a subconscious thing in our heads where we go, "Wait a minute." Death Stranding, Ghost Shima, mm. uh, Demon Souls—they're all seventy bucks normally. I'm downloading them now. Just on the thing, by downloading those three, I've warranted the cost of this subscription service for the whole year because I've technically bought Are them. In my opinion. You even get an email from from PlayStation saying, "Congratulations on your purchase." Zero. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's me. Um. So I first will download them. Haven't touched them yet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I then downloaded Returnal, even though I already purchased that game when it so came good. out, so um, and I was just like, "Oh, I get to play that again." And if he and I was, and I've, since I purchased Returnal and played it for once and went, mm, I'll wait until I, I've for a rainy day for that. They've introduced the, the suspend cycle yes. mode, which makes it far more accessible, like really, really smart idea. They've done that. Um, but then I got into the streaming bit for a second because the irony is that the input lag on the streaming is about the same as what the input lag used to be on the plate on the PS2 back in the day. So to me, it didn't feel that bad on some of these games. Um, I'm going to say an unknown, it's not an unknown gem at all, but for me, it was an unknown gem. Don't and go I've got it. to say, it's the most transcendent experience. I think I've had from a video game for a very long time. And it has stayed for me for a long time since then. Uh, Tetris effect. Um, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Anne Flint. I'm 37 years young, and I'm going to tell you a little secret. Tetris is a good game. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Hard hitting mm-hmm. hot takes. Um, but if you have not, for the uninitiated, uh, it's a game, I can't think of it three years ago or something like that. It's basically the most trippiest, relaxing, anxiety inducing experience of playing Tetris. It is equally accessible as it is impossible. It is equally beautiful as it is frustrating. And apparently this is one of the greatest VR experiences you can actually have as well. And I've never done that neither. But me and my wife just started playing it. And then all of a sudden I was like, it's like an hour into it. And like, we've gone through loads of stages and it's beautiful whales in the background, making music while you're, you're moving your blocks around. And there was something so calming, uh, during those t- those moments, then the speed kicks in, the the, the tempo changes. Everything comes a bit neo-lighty. It's like, oh, okay, this is cool. This is a bit different. All right, I feel like I'm I'm in like in a John Wick movie now. This is pretty cool. And then it goes to uh, like calm. Oh, well, wow. and it's like there's something incredible about this experience. I need to talk about it. So, I was just like heavy. I was like this is this is amazing. And heavy's like, dude, you <laughs> of course I played it. Um and uh, it was so so good. So, you yeah, know, my recommendation of stuff that you might not have heard for a while or you may never have heard of Tetris Effect Connected. Ah, mwah, Chef's Kiss. It is so so I
2: couldn't good. agree with you more if you've not played it give it a go because it's just the soundtrack alone is worthwhile playing it for because it's so fantastic and the way it builds up as you're playing because the, the whole aim is that you need to clear so many rows per level and once you clear a certain number of rows like the the bass will then kick in and then the vocals will kick in yeah. and it's, it's just it's brilliant
1: yeah but it's still fundamentally no, a yeah. Tetris game. So all of a sudden it gets hard. <laughs> Definitely. And if you haven't been plotting your your planning your strategy, you can be caught with your pants down very, very quickly. Yeah. Beautiful. Got a multiplayer mode as well. So I can just do classic mode if you if that's your thing. Um but uh, less it's great on the on the PS Plus stuff, we'll keep coming back to that again and again. Mikey, I know, has been downloading the stuff. He's been doing a bit can, of Miles can Morales. Can I tell
2: you one Anything weird thing that I found? So as I was looking through, I, as I say, I got a bit overwhelmed as well. Like, Jesus Christ, there's just so much stuff. But there's one that I kept seeing that I was like, I need to just try this for curiosity's sake. It's called Disaster Report 4 Summer Memories.
1: Did you need to play the previous three to understand the story? I mean, I hope not. <laughs> With a title like that, how have they got three previous ones?
2: I don't know. I'd never heard of this game before. And I was like, okay, I'm going to just try this out. And you are playing as just a person, and there's a giant earthquake in Japan, and stuff is falling around you. It's basically you just walk around and talk to people while buildings collapse. It's so weird. <laughs> it's not good wow. it is not good let's just put it out there
0: yeah
1: that's the point but it's, like it's
2: like... weird and I'm down for weird
1: nice nice I will say one thing and it is kind of funny first of all the PlayStation 1 back catalogue is not only awesome and it's going to get bigger these are the smallest games known to man this is like you know when you watch old documentaries about when they put like a man on the moon and they're like we worked with 40 megs worth of ah, memory the good old days on our ship right to get to make all these things happen it's kind of like that for the ps1 you download these tiny files and like apescape's like two gig i think it's less
2: than that yeah, oh, I
1: mean, yeah. That like- is it i might that might be Aperscape too DVD, uh, it's time t- tiny CDs, tiny it's files PS1. that download very very quickly Why yeah, CDs, yeah. It? so it's, it's up to 500 thing, meg yeah, you're right about like 500 95. meg max it's mad so these these games are tight so you download them very quickly but I'm not, I'm not throwing shade at PlayStation for this because you're not going to be optimising your state-of-the-art 2000-plus console for a game made in 1993. <laughs> but it does chug a little bit on some of these games. And it is kind of funny when people put these videos up going, you know the, the thing holding back Ape Escape on the PS5? It's the PS5. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> the frame rate drops to like 10 sometimes unbelievable like how dare they even though you've downloaded yeah how <laughs> dare they uh, i want my money back sony <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but we'll we'll come back to that uh, you know, we'll make it an ongoing thing we'll keep bringing recommendations and let us know on our twitter account at gray fox plays and i think there's an email address you can contact us as well and i can promise you if you send me an email i'll keep an eye on that inbox there we go that's our deal to you the people um so moles it's that time, my friend. It's been a while. I want to dust off those vocal cords. You're like a Michael Buffer, bringing it in. What's it? What's what time's it now? It's time <laughs> for the wheel. <laughs> yes, we are bringing it back. That old classic. So we have a bunch of topics on our lovely selection choice of wheel. When I press the wheel, you hear the clickety click. When the clickety click's done, we get a topic. We haven't had time to prepare, uh, guys. I am about to spin the wheel
0: now. Ooh. Spin the wheel. Oh. Suspenseful music plays. <laughs>
1: Arcade experiences. Think back to your childhood, to later Ooh. days, to even now. Your favourite arcade experiences. In brackets. No, I'm not talking about arcade modes in video games. <laughs> I'm talking about those old, big old boxes, motherfuckers. Tell us about your favourite arcade experiences. I've,
2: I've got one straight away, actually. Where, where do my your mind, mind go? goes to Western Supermare Pier. This is what we're talking about this is a british <laughs> seaside yeah this is a british seaside holiday where i spent a ton of money on the simpsons arcade machine that was at the end oh, of the pier me and my brother playing that together we didn't finish it cuz my god did that game want your money
1: it was the most communal experience you'll ever have with a video stuck. game because you'll always—if you had a sibling with you, then it'll be yeah. you and your sibling. But if you didn't have a sibling with you, even if you did have a sibling with you, you know it'll be strangers. Someone just join in. They're Lisa with the the Mar- thing. or someone will go be Bart, Marge on with the vacuum cleaner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit it's a bit <laughs> sexist, isn't it, but um, it. I mean. Oh, such a communal experience. Just strangers just yep. playing together. It was
2: incredible. That. And it was so loud. I just remember my dad was like, no, I, I can't be in here while you're playing that. It's just too much for me. Just,
1: just, the, it's that just was, yeah. Oh, that's, that was that's a good, wonderful a time. Show. My So uh, two t- classics where my mind goes. One is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right, that, 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 I, I think that, that Shredder's Revenge, I think, is meant to be a homage to that, uh, maybe even a sequel. I don't actually know the details of it, it looks pretty cool. Um, that was, that was awesome. Similar vein, right? Like, it's yeah, just communal. Yeah. Everyone just played it and it was just it was great fun. And I don't know why, but this always sticks in my head. Um, when in the UK, every kid will do a day trip to France. Well, they did anyway in the 90s. I don't know if they do it now, but um, uh, your school will arrange for all of you to go on a coach to go on a ferry to then go to Calais and then you'll probably go to like a market or something and then you come back now on that ferry there was an arcade and on that arcade there was a machine of sorts Tekken Free. oh beautiful and the Tekken Free arcade experience first of all Tekken Free is one of the greatest fighting games that existed anyway but the actual like the big box playing it like ah oh, chef's kiss it was amazing and I think it was what I think it was quite advanced at the time for its graphics and you would have like the I can't remember the name the bad guy the bad guy who was basically like I've got a snake for a hand oh, and a hoop, hoot. that was them and uh, uh ogre. oh my god check out the brain I love
2: checking.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah seeing that guy and fighting as him like completely blew my mind and that really really did did stay with me I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it up to a more recent experience um I I've Hemming, you are a rhythm game I enjoy man. them. I, I know you are very, very good at games like Guitar Hero. It <laughs> ruined my life. Stuff. <laughs> it ruined your life, yes, yes. yes. Let's be fair. Um, but uh, I've kind of... That, that was a chapter in my life that I thought was closed. I thought, I don't really I don't want to play this games anymore. That's, like, that's for kids. I'm grown up. I'm more sophisticated now. I play games like Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> um, and i was on holiday with my family and i walked past the arcade and usually i you do know, you let the kids play and you go oh yeah that's pretty cool and i walked past the machine and i saw beat saber vr and i was just like you know what i'm not really vr's a bit of a fad or sort of thing but then i just kept looking at it and i go but i get to wield a lightsaber so let, me, let me rephrase that. i get to wield a lightsaber and beat the crap out of out of pitbull's music i didn't know i don't like pitbull I want to beat the crap out of it, so beat Sabre is a rhythm game where you have literally two lightsabers and you have to hack boxes as they come past you in the beat to some form of song and it 's a VR experience it 's like being in a it 's like being in Tron with a lightsaber yeah. while techno music is being blasted at you at a at a rate of knots and that was one of my first VR experiences that hasn 't been shit. And also, it kind of awakened in me a love of... These rhythm games, just it's fun to reenact and do that kind of stuff. And I felt you. There's something about having a lightsaber and hitting something, and as you hit it, you hear the noise and it cuts through, and it really does make you feel like I'm Darth Vader at a fucking rave, son. And I was having the time of my life playing this. My kids were just watching (laughs) bored. My wife was just like, "Come on, girls, you know what he's gonna do. Let's just we'll come back in a minute." And it's got to the point now where like. With PSVR two, if Beat Sabers on that motherfucker, I and I and if I've got the money, I'm going to probably <laughs> get it just for that reason alone. Um, so that was interesting although vr has always played a part in the arcade it's you know, even from the 90s if you ever went to sega world in the Chocadero in london they spent tons of time uh, promoting that yeah that's a 90s reference kids um is there any arcade vr experiences that that brings to mind we'll come back to miles on these no, arcades this was the thing i was gonna
2: thing. ask there was like a full vr setup to play beat saber in an arcade this sounds amazing
0: yeah, it was at buttons. <laughs> well, uh, that buttons. Yeah. Beat Saber is on the PlayStation VR. So, it is. Hemming.
2: Mm. I've got Get it. it. I, I, I have played it. I have played Beat oh, Saber. Okay.
1: Oh, you've got, you've got it. Oh, you it. I
2: showed you oh. the dusty headset the other time.
1: <laughs> I, yes. No, I meant like Beat Saber. Have yes, you got Beat Saber? Beat
2: Saber is on it. Um,
1: What's your f- uh, is it as, it as good as no, I remember honestly, from that arcade?
2: It's really, really good. And it's the only VR experience so far that hasn't made me sick. So, ah, that's the, it's because no, no, you have no. to just stand still and stuff comes towards you, which is nice. But no, it, it is yeah. fantastic. The music's great and it feels, it's just that you're holding these stupid PlayStation Move old little ones. Yeah,
1: that looks a bit big, silly. Um, that's why I'd have to, I want to see the new VR headset too. So, I reckon they've got haptic feedback yeah. and all that stuff. I think
0: it's going to go. I hope so.
1: Nice. Okay, let's bring our producer in. Arc, your favorite arcade experiences my friend
0: okay there's there's quite a few um so i cannot remember the name of the game but it's there's probably like, let me guess how's the dead? Uh, simpler, not quite I'll get to that in a minute but yeah um they're like model motorbikes and you have to lean to steer them oh most i used to oh, love yeah. those as a kid this is a, you know, still, the little yeah. the little throttle and you, to, and you can still see it, you see them in the arcades nowadays so yeah that that always used to get played when we went you know to the seaside and went to the arcade Time Crisis 2 yeah oh you know, yes when you had that the, Time crush, one of you had maybe. the pink one and one of you had the blue one and the little foot pedals and pedals you, to do together and then I don't know what version they were on nowadays probably Time Crisis 27 or something stupid I think 7 um,
1: I think Angel
0: at 7. Time Crisis 2. And those kind of rail shooters of things like House of the Dead, like Flint mentions. Used to love those. I was always terrible at them. But I just used to play with my brother. And, you know, when they got the two, the twin games and the co-op. So brilliant. Used to love that. Um, What other games? Street Fighter 2. Oh, of course you have been Street Fighter 2. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I used to go to a youth club when I was probably about 10. And they had Street Fighter Two arcade machine, and I just used to spend all the change that was in my pockets.
1: He had he had it at home on a console, but it was just like I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm here. here. Like, um, I got to do I it. I
2: was never good enough at those games to be able to warrant spending money on it. It was just wasting money. Oh,
0: we're talking like twenty p a go back here, you know. Oh, that's, that's all right. <laughs> It'll probably be about two quid. God,
1: that put whoever emptied that machine must have felt like Scrooge McDuck.
0: <laughs> I reckon <sorry>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh man, Time Crisis was such a good game, was though, incredible. wasn't it? You are right. I'm thinking
0: old. I go in the arcades nowadays. I'm like, you got these machines, like.
1: But it's the same It's the same games, it's just they've done like a slightly modern version of it. Do you remember there was a period of time where the arcade used to be like a sneak preview into the future of what games you could buy for your console later that year or something, right? So you'd go in there and go, oh my God, there's like a new Mario Kart. And it's here and those levels will end up in like the later version of the game that's coming out. Or it would tend to be, to be fair, your House of the Dead, that kind of stuff, would come out in the arcade first, then on the console. I still think of House of the Dead, just House of the Dead 2, dogs of the AMS, time we made a move. Um, just because you'd always play that first level and that would be the cutscene afterwards and then you'd die because it gets hard very quickly and you've run out of money so then the next time you come back you play that first level again <laughs> and, now, and there's always a jurassic park yes. game isn't there there's always is a that jurassic
2: the one that park was like game. inside a, in the jeep where you actually sat inside yes that was yeah, great yeah, yeah, yeah. i enjoyed
1: that that was dope yeah. as hell or to start that star wars there's always a tie fighter never Go saw I,
2: I missed that
0: ah oh, yeah yeah that, that was, there, awesome was always, there was always there was always a mario kart twin seater and there was also some weird like i don't know need for speed or outrun or something it was always those um and a time crisis
1: i'm gonna take liberties with the question now and change it to best environments that are video game themed so video game bars video game Mm. events where there's arcade To keep it with the question there's definitely a arcade machine somewhere that you can play
2: okay i got I got two, and sadly, this is very sad, they don't exist anymore. They both closed down over the pandemic, I believe. Um, oh. One of them was the Loading Bar, which was oh, on yeah, Goldhawk Road, times. I think it is, in, near Hammersmith. There's two. Yeah, it there was, was two, one that was in there? Stratford. I think that might still be there. Uh, no, not Stratford. Yeah. North London. No, is it's it is near Stratford. Okay. Yeah, it was Stratford. And then yeah, there yeah. was another one that was near Hammersmith, and that's the one that I went to. And it was massive, big open bar. You get your drinks. They had set up like the SNES Mini, an N64 out the back, an arcade machine. It was a hell of a... It was a fun environment. And the other one was Namco World on the South Bank in London, which was just a big old Namco themed arcade with penny, penny pushers and claw machines and just Pac-Man everywhere. It's just just the Pac-Man everywhere. Oh,
1: those, that loading bar, like, is chef's was so good. Uh, we once we went for a we went for a, 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 a gentleman's wetting our whistle session uh, in London. Uh, this was a few years ago, obviously pre-pandemic. And uh, so, uh, someone who's on this podcast as well, who is not here, was a little bit late in meeting us, very out of character. And um, we, it was me and Moles in that loading bar for three hours before three they hours. got to us but in all honesty in all places to be waiting for someone for three hours it was just two of us so it's just like okay cool we will make our way around the room and we basically found a snes and we just started playing snes games we then found a mega drive started playing a mega drive it got to a point though where all of a sudden inevitably it would get to a street fighter game and then it stopped being fun because mosey kept beating me so i was just knows like what i like okay I like what i know in- fair enough Uh, I agree with you there is a a place um, near Liverpool Street called Platform Um, if you do find yourself around there it's an awesome video game bar you can rent a booth Uh, in that booth you get a 50 inch TV a Playstation 4 with a hard drive that's as big as you need it to be with every game you can think of as well as a switch and everything else so you can do you can basically go do, do mario kart for an hour yeah and they bring you drinks that's while you're cool. doing it it's a great place they also do like a, a, a brunch deal where you can have like bottomless brunch while you're doing it so i took i took my team there once and we done bottomless brunch and just basically drank our waiting m- uh, mimosas while we were doing uh tekken and mario kart so highly highly Sounds recommend amazing. let's do it that's a hell of a
0: time let's go yeah
1: yeah Yeah, uh, absolutely amazing. Any other arcade experiences that you want to to talk about while we're on the subject?
2: Mm, Nothing nothing specific comes to mind, just wasting a lot of money.
1: (laughs) I think a lot of people are probably shouting, what about this? And we're like, "Uh, I don't know, one last thing actually there seems to be an endless supply of alien arcade video games based on the James Cameron movie aliens. There seems to be every time we get, there's an aliens theme there. I don't have that license is like really cheap or something, but moles, I know for you, aliens is probably one of your favorite movies ever. Did you ever play any of them? I, I did play some,
0: I can't remember what it's called. Now it might be called like Fire team or something. And it was a dual gun stand up with like a makeshift pulse rifle looking thing. Yeah. Um,
1: but I was just terrible they make dope arcade machines but fucking terrible console games mm, that is true like holding the gun and being in an arcade going oh i say yeah. cool yeah, get those Z-L-M-offs. i'm gonna get you Z-L-M-off. i'm gonna get you right that's funny but when you're at home and you go what the fuck is this i want to play ice I'll, I'll give me alien isolation not this shit right. <laughs> right? um so it seems fascinating off that um so I think we've talked that one to satisfaction. If you've got any other ideas or things you want to shout out to this podcast, contact us via the usual methods. It's in the description or contact us on Twitter. I think it's fair to say, gentlemen, that is a pod. Uh, thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you've, been liked, if you've liked what you've been listening to, please click on that like, follow, subscribe. Whatever button it is that you get more content from Grey Fox Players, I'd like to thank our trophy man, thank Alex Thank you, thank you, thank you. And the man in the chair, Jonathan Moles. Oh, thank you. And uh, Boris Johnson, if you're to this, mate, dry your eyes, mate. No, you don't. We hate you. Anyway, sorry. Uh, till next time, stay safe.